It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, yeah, listen to this. Yeah, yeah. I could have done this, I think. Which role are you going to play? Uh, I would just be the guy that just jumps around on the stage. Oh, okay. I don't play any instruments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jerry Recco's not here today. He'll be here at 6 a.m. He's actually out in the newsroom enjoying himself. Prepping. Prepping. A little show prep. Yeah. He'll be He's host- lazy. He's lazy. <laughs> He'll be hosting with uh, Sal Licata today from uh, 6 to 10. Same tomorrow, uh, same Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, Geo's back with Jerry. Boomer not in all week. Summer schedule manipulation. Summer schedule manipulation going on here. Now, we mentioned in the first segment how the, the Jets and Giants season, both most likely over. over. Yeah. The Giants just because they're boring, and the Jets because Zach Wilson's hurt. And we're going to get boring uh, Joe Flacco as our quarterback. Maybe only for a week or two. We'll see. We'll see. Should know, I would think, later this week. Maybe as early as tomorrow. Yeah, that would be... Uh, even. But even if we get good news, we know he's fragile. And if I'm the defense, uh, I go pro wrestling I guess, style. I don't know. I think it's a little early to say fragile. I know he's had some injuries. He took some massive hits last year as a rookie. <laughs> this was a little different. He did. This was a little different. But teams are going to know. Go for the knee. He's um, He wore a brace when he came back last year. I'm sure he'll be wearing a brace again post-surgery this year, if indeed he does return. So, a brace, CeeLo? Yes. yes. I don't think quarterbacks bra- wear those. Yeah, sometimes even when they're not, but don't a, have an injury. Does a brace help us help a help you from a two hundred fifty pound muscular linebacker it just can, drilling if it keeps you? Keeps the knee stabilized or avoids it bending in a okay, way it shouldn't good. bend. <laughs> well, why don't we just make that part of the equipment then? It, knee uh, braces for everybody. And you can't you can't make it mandatory. <laughs> no. Oh yes, we can. We oh. made masks mandatory oh, and God, vaccines. God, please, we can definitely make. Knee braces, mandatory. You got to wear a helmet. A little different. Got to wear a helmet in football. You do, yes. Nice job the Jets did with your helmet here in studio, by yeah, the way, with did. the Boomer they, and Geo logo. Yeah, they made a Boomer and Geo logoed helmet Very nice. with the Jets helmet. You guys had a good trip out there to Florham Park. We did. It was a good... And I was impressed by Zach Wilson's back muscles. The guy yeah, was I saw you tweet him. out that picture, yeah. I was getting all well, excited. he definitely bulked up. He put on some muscle, as most guys do going from rookie year to second year. He should have worked out his knee a little more. I that actually his legs muscular. looked very muscular in the you know shorts pictures I've seen from yeah. whatever mini camp OTAs mini camp. training camp before they put the pads on. So I think he did a good job taking care of himself. It's just one of those things, you know. You now, plant sometimes that turf catches you the wrong way and things happen. Now, luckily for uh, for the local sports teams, we have the New York Mets. Mets, these are hot. Who continue to roll seventeen out of twenty? Right? Yes. 17 out of 20. They took two from the Phillies this weekend. They They just don't give up any runs. They don't give up any runs. Uh, Jacob DeGrom had a nice outing Saturday. I mean, they lost Friday. It was 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Yeah. Uh, That was a uh, Max Scherzer start, which I was upset about. 
And then uh, Chris Bassett looks good yesterday. Five innings, four hits, zero runs. Yeah, maybe not quite as efficient as we're used to seeing him. He didn't give you the length. He did last time out, but five innings, no runs. You can't argue with it. And uh, the big fella, uh, D- Daniel Vogelback. Vogelback. Yeah, the big fella. He drilled a home run. Sure did. That was awesome. Dead red fastball. Now, we do get Mets Braves. Again, yeah. Uh, in Atlanta. Yes. Fulton County Stadium on TBS. It's not Fulton County Stadium. Hasn't been since 2000, I think. Mm, 2001. I'll take your word they for moved it. moved to Turner Field. Oh, right. I think. Oh, right, right, right. Post-Olympics, they, I think, turned the stadium from the Olympics in Atlanta. Yeah, they did. And then they ditched that stadium, and now they're in, what is it, uh, Truist Park or something? They're in the second stadium since Fulton County. Where you been, dude? Yeah. They built one of these big, the stadium, and it's got all the shopping complexes, and it's for Gazy. It's not in Atlanta. It's in a suburb, I think, Cumberland, Georgia. Yeah, it goes, they put it in a suburb and then still call it Atlanta. Sure. Like how Greater the Jet, Atlanta area. How the Jets and Giants are in New Jersey, but yeah. we still call them New York. That's that right. Sort of thing. Exactly. The metro area. So that's a, what's, how many game series is this? You know, off the top of I your head? I believe it's four. What? Actually, I've got the Mets schedule right in front of me. All yes. Right. A four gamer, Monday through Thursday, no doubleheader situations. And then they go to Philadelphia for including a doubleheader Saturday. And then they come back to New York and they finish up with two against the Yankees. Wow. So you got a nice little as boomer with like that big 10 game stretch here. That is a big 10-game stretch. Yeah. Man, we got to smack the Braves around again. They've been beating up on them. They've been winning the series every time. Not every time. The last couple of times they faced Atlanta, they've won the series. We need, at a minimum, split. Minimum. Sal will probably come in here and tell you minimum three out of four. Yeah, I like three out of four. Because they had the five-gamer with the Braves at City Field while you were, I guess, on vacation. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, and Sal was minimum four in. out of five. I was like, four out of five? Yeah, it's like, even if you lose three out of five, you're losing one game in standings, like three, right. two, and three. So just get three and you're good, you know? And they, That's what I'm saying. I but would he like, ended up, they ended up winning four, so he was right. I would like four out of five. I would like. Well, this is four. Th- I would like three yeah. out of four. Sure. But I'm saying, when I say minimum. Yes. Well, he was saying, again, minimum four out of five. Greedy. He was trying to get your greedy, goat. but he uh, that's what they got him. So we'll see what he says. He now that this you know they've cleared that series, and the more obviously they face them, the less games they have left against Atlanta, and they've got a nice little cushion. So he probably he might give you the hey, I'd sign up for a split right now. Okay. But we'll see. We'll find out at six or at six oh three. We got uh, Carlos Carrasco on the mound tonight. Yeah, I mean, listen, every, seemingly everyone they throw out there right now just does the job. So it's eight in a row. They've given up two runs or less. I mean, they gave up two runs in three games against the Phillies. And let's see here. Mets starters are 8-0 with a 1.11 ERA in the team's last nine games. They are I mean, I don't know rolling. how you argue with any of that. They are rolling. Now, your Yankees, on the other hand, are not. they got some problems. Yes. They lost Sunday Night Baseball 3 nothing. Yes. Uh, the Couldn't good news. touch Michael Walker. Waka waka. The good news is it only took two hours and 15 minutes. Which is insane for Yan- Yankees, Red Sox, and at Fenway. Right. That's like, normally a four and a half three hour Three games ball this game. weekend. Normally you get one that's back and forth slugfest. You didn't get any of that at Fenway this weekend. It was, honestly, it was, there was a whole lot of nothing, really. That's <laughs> what now, there was. Did you see the home run last night by Devers? I did. Let me ask you this, because I don't know if this goes against some sort of rules. If not, it should. Mm-hmm. He drills the home run and he backs himself up like as he's watching it back 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 back. He goes completely not only out of the box, nowhere near the 
the line where you're running down the line. Yeah. What do they call it? Base path. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I didn't care for that. Okay. It just looked like very dramatic. Where, like, have, you, where have you been for the last 10 years? No, but this was a full on back, 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 okay. back, 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 back. Bat flips. Guys do this. They stare. They admire. I got news for you. There are some guys on the Yankees that do it. Sometimes. No, but I'm saying well, I've never seen somebody like backpedaling, backpedal themselves yeah. out of the when there's no play. Box. When there's no play in the base path, it don't matter. Are you same sure? way, guys? When they turn to go, when they turn to you know go from first to second, they take it. They call it a banana turn. They come out, and so you can curl around and get the inside of the first base bag and clip that bag and get yourself on a good path to second. Yeah. You don't you don't run straight in the baseline and make a ninety degree turn. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Others don't. <laughs> We'd be hurting a lot of professionals don't. Yeah. There'd be a lot knees. of Zach Wilson situations. Yeah. 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 All right, that's fair. Yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, then did, they uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. Oh, did you catch any of the? I know, know you weren't locked in live. Did you catch any highlights or clips of the K Rod cast? Yes, I did. Jeter's appearance. You did. Okay, I did. So I, we can I, get into that. I caught various clips. All right. And what was your take? My takeaway was well, first I read headlines. That's what I initially uh-huh. do. Right? Also, let me preface it with: did you, Have you watched any of the Captain? Not yet. Okay. I have them all recorded. That's fine. And I have no interest to go to it. I don't know why. <laughs> You will maybe we we talked about this with Geo week 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 and a half ago or yeah. so. It's I get it's like too much baseball in season. I understand that with everything else, you know, a young dad's got going, man, young has got going on. So I get that. I was like, that's something good in the winter time when the Jets and the Giants are <laughs> their seasons have long since ended yes. as far as being relevant. You throw that on on like a. You know, mid September, mid excuse me, mid December weeknight or something. Let me get a little, little taste for some baseball. Yeah, some baseball. Now I did watch good. all. I'm done with it. I watched all seven. But go ahead, proceed. So yeah, so the headlines I was initially reading were Jeter was v- clearly very upset that they showed the shirtless photo of him with the other shortstop. Yeah, I, I can't tell if he was joking or not. I think Honestly, he was joking. I, I I would agree with you, but having watched the captain. The, it's not so much I'd say I learned this about him, but it reinforced like he, you don't you don't mess around with him. He's a straight shooter, and if you cross him, boy, it takes a long time to get off to that you know what list. So I I honestly have no feel. Like honestly, I I had no feel for whether or not he's really good with a Rod because they allegedly they they referenced how they spoke about a month and a half ago or so, which I assume was connected to a Rod being involved in the documentary, and I also couldn't tell what the dynamic is between Jeter and Michael Kay. Cause there were like, there was some subtle stuff going on in these exchanges. So I get it. He agreed to come on and he answered the questions and they laughed a little and joked around. But like, I have no feel for <laughs> like, if you told me, Hey, the three of them are all good. They're friendly. I believe you. And if you told me that they can't stand each other, I believe that as well. Well, I don't so think- him with the shirt off thing saying, Hey, don't show that. And then the producer did. And his reaction, which was dry. I could not tell if he was joking or dead serious. I really couldn't. 
Yeah, I, I felt like he was joking. First of all, he wouldn't agree to go on there if he and A-Rod weren't good. or he. Well, and... look, they weren't going to come to blows, but I wonder if they've kind of come to, like, hey, look, we'll be civil, you know, let's let's publicly, we don't want this to be going on and brewing and we'll probably have to see each other at events over the course of time, you know, so let's just kind of bury the hatchet a little bit, but... There's such it's just amazing to me that at one point when they were young, they were clearly so good and they've both spoken about it, how close they were. You saw again the photos and the images last night, and they touched on that in the documentary as well. But they're so different. Like it's it's just hard for me to fathom I, I don't get what they have in common other than they were both young shortstops. That's you it, know? baseball. And then like I get opposites to track sometimes and you have friends you have nothing in common with, but like they're their personalities and it seems like their like core set of beliefs are just so different, you know. Wh- whose idea do you think it was to have the guys all take their shirts off? The photographer? Yeah, I think they were referencing Ooh. how at this photo shoot that was like one of the last shots what that if- they wanted to take, and they were running out of time, and Jeter didn't want to do it, and then he finally gave in. We're running out of time here. I'd love to get you guys shirtless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was so Which, weird? I, yeah, you know, in, in in the big picture, who cares? I mean, like, what, what Jeter acts like this was a nude shot they took, right. you know? Like, you take your shirt off at the beach, like, what's the big deal? Go in the pool, who cares? We're running out of time. I know you guys are shirtless now. What if we got you to show your schweens? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to photograph it just to see. Hey, Rob, probably would have been on board. (laughs) What are we doing now? Showing our schweens. All right, hang on. So, I mean, look, I didn't feel like it was all a Rod last night, and that Jeter wanted no part of it. But there did still see. It felt like there was some awkwardness there, and I don't know if you noticed in the clips, and I and I tweeted this out within the first half inning. And this might be just an A-Rod thing. He kept touching Jeter on the shoulder, on the leg. Like, he just couldn't keep his hands off of him. And Jeter never, there was never any, like, back and forth. Yeah, they bro-hugged when he first got on set. They did, you know, the the hand clasp and brought it in for the hug and all that. But once he sat down in the chair, it was just, it was weird. It was bizarre. And I know A-Rod's a weird guy. And I feel like I can't, again, public A-Rod versus private A-Rod. I have no idea. It could be two completely different people. Because you get you do get that like phony fraud aspect with him. You feel like he's putting on a performance, but you also, I think, genuinely get the sense that like he he does that because he wants to be liked and accepted. And he was the one last night falling on the sword. I've got regrets. I wish I would have done this differently, so on and so forth. And Jeter just gave you that. Well, you know, life is short. You got to move on. Like there was no hey, uh, my bad. I contributed to it a little bit as well. Not at all. He took no blame. So it, it's a very interesting dynamic, and especially for me. And Gio, I know, referenced this a couple weeks ago on the show because I had, I'm not going to say a similar situation, but had a falling out with, at the time, my best friend when I ultimately started dating my now wife, which has been discussed on the show multiple times, and never really buried that hatchet with the former friend. Like, we've seen each other a few times over the years. Again, we can be civil in public. Like, we're not going to have to be separated or anything like that, but there's just a... There's an awkwardness and a distance there. So the Jeter-A-Rod dynamic is exceedingly interesting to me just because I've kind of lived something like that a little bit. Right. If that makes sense. It does make sense. I wish that uh, Jeter, A-Rod, and Michael K would have just got shirtless. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have been... wanted to see K shirtless. No that offense, Michael. That would have broken Michael. the ice. Because the other two are clearly still in pretty good shape. Yeah. 
so I think they would have looked fine. But then that would have been good. Then uh, that would have eased oh, yeah, Derek Jeter's sure. feelings. Jeter, who didn't want to do it initially, whatever it was, 30 years ago now, not 30, 25 years ago now, and certainly clearly didn't want to touch on it again last night. But Why, why the hell would he want to get involved with it last night on what's the What's weird on is the like, he's not promoting... The captain documentary. It's I think it's they were with. a little bit because because K was you know es you can watch it on ESPN Plus. It's available. You oh, can stream it. So ESPN Plus. Yes, gimmick. they all aired on ESPN. But if hey, if you haven't watched it, they're available. You know, they both were in the documentary. K and A Rod. They took part uh, pretty extensively, actually. Yeah. So that was an aspect. Look, I give him credit. A lot of these other guests just hop on the Zoom. You saw it last night. Bob Costas and Roger Clemens. They, I don't know if you saw. They opened with Neil Simon, which was I, I didn't really. Neil Simon, the playwright. I'm sorry, Paul Simon. What's wrong with me? Paul Simon, Paul Simon of Simon and Garfinkel. Yes, of course, Paul Simon. Which still was. I didn't. I, I understand. Okay, I get the connection. He loves baseball, and he, you know, he's written music about it. But like. The idea of this alternate cast, I feel like, is for more of the. It's for the newer, younger. You know, yeah. no offense to they don't know Paul, Paul Simon, Simon but is. like, what? I, I didn't. I don't know. He's playing his guitar. They barely paid attention to the game. It was. It was just weird. There was a uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon was a guest on Michael K. Center Stage. Yeah. Well, he referenced. I've had Paul Simon. I've had A Rod. I've had Jeter. So yeah. this is like his go-to crew last night. But it was odd at that time many years ago when uh, Michael K. asked Paul Simon if he's what music he listens to these days. Yeah. And he says, I don't really listen to music. I listen to the radio. He goes, What do you listen to? He goes, Boomer and Carton. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. I forgot. I don't. I don't think I knew that. Or if I did, I had forgotten. That's yeah. interesting. It was crazy. Huh. Uh, let's take a break, CeeLo. You've gone on way too long. Yes. Let's listen to uh, Boomer and Carton. There you go. Yeah, that was Paul Simon cool. on the center stage. Make sure when we come back from this next break, give me a Neil Simon song. No, I'm going to give you a Paul <laughs> Simon. That's one of Eddie's favorites. He loves he loves some Paul Simon. Oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. When we come back, what else do I have here? I have a little more football. I have a couple more baseball items. We were supposed to kill the Yankees in that segment and, 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 and went into a, we got a, a cheater A-Rod there. All right, we've got a couple more Yankee stuff. And then uh, Jerry Recco and Salicata at six.